This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendis joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy uh, Wednesday, the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Here inside the uh, oh Montana law, uh, State Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice, where you have a repair, choose Capital Collision Center. we got the sun coming outside of the uh, major mortgage man cave with snow falling at the same time. So welcome. It's, it's Montana, right? In February. It's what we expect. Coming out today, we are... Uh, Going to chat with Capital Coach Katie Garson Forba about, well, basketball. Big win last night for the uh, Bruin gals. Also, uh, get her thoughts on uh, a lot of things: cabbage, and um, and and I think music. Yeah, we'll talk music too. She's fun. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, Sarah Chalich will join us from the. Uh, Former Carroll women's basketball player. She is a nurse in uh, the Boise area. So we'll talk to her tomorrow about what it's like to be a nurse in a pandemic. So that's coming up. Also on this day in history, uh, Sarah's tomorrow, Coach Garson Forba today. No show Friday. It's the wife's birthday Friday. So I got to do special stuff, you know, like talk to her and do not do the show. No, we're actually, uh, uh, I'm doing something very special for her. So it's a big birthday for her. my wife. Um, for my 40th birthday, took me out to Washington, D.C. Now, granted, it was a work trip. It was um, for her. and uh, But we sp- spent a few extra days out there. And I had never been to D.C., so it was fun. For her 30th, uh, just a few months later, I took her to have her. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> For a basketball game. She got uh, pretzel with cheese and some popcorn. I had a really nice dinner uh, out in D.C. at some famous restaurant that's been on, like, the Travel Channel. So there's that. <laughs> um, and then for my 45th this year, or last year, she took me um, up to the Wilderness Club to golf and uh, outside Eureka. So that was fun. So it's her 35th, and uh, I'm going to do something nicer than take her to Haver. Okay? And I love Haver. But it's Haver. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I want to start today. Rush Limbaugh passed away today of lung cancer. And uh, he battled... Um, for a long time. Also, you know, as we know, he'd been going deaf as well. 
But uh, Rush passed away today. Now, I don't care your thoughts on whether you liked him or not, whether you listened to him or not. I don't care. But what I do care about is the double standard on social media. And not even social media, just in the media. It is sickening to see some of these liberal comments on Twitter. This is a true story. Today, this morning, rest in piss was trending on Twitter. That's what people were saying about Rush Limbaugh's death today. Uh, now, conservatives would have been banned from Twitter or just fired from their jobs for reacting like that when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away last year. The double standard here is appalling. Here, I'm going to give you some a little bit. Um, just a couple of, of things. Christella Alonzo, apparently she's an actress. I don't know. She's got a blue check mark. But she says, happy Rush Limbaugh is dead day. I didn't even get the chance to put up my tree. That's the type of, of stuff that was on social media today with Rush Limbaugh passing away. By the way, Rush, a huge supporter of sports. Uh, ESPN's Mark Jones retweeted or liked many tweets like that, celebrating Rush's death. Rest in piss, remember? Um, but he still has a job. He's employed by Disney. The same company that just fired Gina Carano for speaking her mind earlier this month. Jones, also the guy who has said in the past that he would give his police bodyguards at games, because he's a broadcaster, he would give his police bodyguards the day off so they wouldn't shoot him for being black. And he still has a job at ESPN. See the double standard here? Twitter's banning people, but not that. And if you're celebrating the death of a 70-year-old man who had cancer just because you didn't like his radio show, according to a Jack on Twitter, you just might be in a hate cult. How sickening is that, people? Be better. Be, no. So disgusting. So disgusting. Oh, uh, man. Let's move on. Jason Walker Show is brought to you in part by Dinner's Done Right. Dinner's Done Right and uh, owner Vicky. Um, Alignable's, what, small business, Helena, small business person of the year, or business of the year for 2020. How cool is that? One of our uh, great sponsors got a great award. So uh, congratulations to Vicky. Now, Dinner's Done Right, you ready for this? Not only do they have great pina colada shrimp this month and uh, Italian sausage lasagna, which we're actually going to have tonight, but she has she's bought a company from her friend that it's edible cookie dough. Now, people think you get salmonella from eggs. It's not. It's from the flour, actually. But this is, so they have this special heat treatment that goes with the flour that kills all the bacteria. So this is edible, legit edible cookie dough, and it's on sale now at Dinner's Done Right. Go to dinnersdoneright.com and check it out in Helena. The uh, Big Sky Conference released its football schedule for the fall, for the fall, not spring, for the fall, and uh, they're going to use last year's original fall schedule that didn't get played. So <laughs> that's what they're going to do. Uh, the Big Sky Conference uh, will kick off an eight-game conference slate in late September. 
So non-conference stuff is still up to schools, obviously. Like the Cats are going to play Wyoming, and uh, which will be a homecoming of sorts for new coach Brent Vegan, who we will have on this show, I think, next week. Um, Cat Grizz game as well in Missoula. That would be a fun one. Um, so those are just some of the, the Bobcats go to Eastern Washington, Missoula, and Weber. How's that balance schedule working out? Um, the Grizz have, so let's do the Grizz first. They're at Eastern Washington as well. Uh, let's see here. They get Cal Poly at home, the Grizz do, to open up conference play at Eastern. Then a bye week. Then host Sac State. Go to Idaho. Host Southern Utah. Go to Northern Colorado at NAU and then host the Cats. Now, the Cats, our conference play for the fall, will be at Portland State. They will host Northern Colorado. The Cats will. Then they will host Cal Poly. So Cal Poly makes two trips in three weeks to Montana and Montana State. The Bobcats will then be at Weber October 16th. And then the host Idaho State the week after that. And then uh, the Cats have their bye week. Um, October 30th, that weekend. They come back in November at Eastern Washington, host Idaho, and then at the Grizz for uh, the Brawl of the Wild. That is uh, the Cat Grizz schedules, the 2021 Big Sky Fall Conference football schedule. Good stuff. It's going to be a fun season. By the way, you can watch the Jason Walker Show live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can uh, listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com, and uh, much more. Always go to JasonWalkerShow.com. You can also uh, tweet us at JWalkerSports and uh, email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. So to come, we're going to talk to Katie Garson-Forba. She will join us, the Capital Girls coach. Big, big win last night. That is on the way. And it'll be interesting to see when next week's uh, 406mtsports.com power polls come out where the uh, Bruin gals will be ranked. Currently in second, uh, yesterday, that was the the rankings had uh, Hellgate, then Capital. Well, both are now 9-1. And And Capital with a bigger win over Hellgate than Hellgate had over Capital. Hellgate beat them earlier this year by 2. Capital won by 14 last night. Then you got West at 10-0, Skyview and Bozeman rounding out the top five in Class AA as of yesterday. Power polls. Class A, Billing Central, Haver, Hardin, Columbia Falls at 15-0, ranked fourth, and then Laurel comes in at 9-3. Class B, Girls, Big Timber, Coal Strip, Roundup, Malta, Thompson Falls, your top five. The rest of the top ten goes Loyola, Eureka, Anaconda, Forsyth, Columbus. And Forsyth and Columbus making uh, or jumping into the polls. Class C top 10, led by Fort Benton with a loss. And then you've got Seiko, Whitewater, Hinsdale at 16-0. Seeley, Swans unbeaten. Christian of Manhattan's unbeaten. Charlo unbeaten, top five. And then you got Melstone, Belt, Roy Winifred, Harlowton, Rygate, and Scobie 
your uh, 6 through 10. There's not many losses in there. What is in the top 10? You've got 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 combined losses in the top 10 for girls basketball in Class C. It's pretty good. Uh, the boys, uh, going into yesterday, you had Sentinel on top, 10 and 0, pretty good. Great Falls 8 and 1 is second. Hellgate third. Skyview four. Bozeman five. Those three teams, uh, 8 and 2 each, uh, going into yesterday. Class A, top five, Dillon, Polson, Laurel, Billings Central, and Ronan cracking into the poll. Class B, Lodgegrass number one, Shelby, and then Fairfield, Huntley Project, Manhattan, your top five. And then uh, six through ten in the boys' class B, Red Lodge, Florence Carlton, Deer Lodge, Big Fork, Coal Strip. Class C, Scobie's number one, 17 and 0. Manhattan Christian boys are number two, 17 and 0. And then you got Belt, Freud, Lake, Valley Christian. Combined four losses. Twin Bridges in six, followed by unbeaten Bridger, then Fort Menton, unbeaten Sims, and one loss Melstone in the top ten, Class C boys basketball. So there's some, and districts started today across the state in Class C. So that is awesome. That is very awesome. Uh, some highlights from last night in uh, high school. You had uh, your top scores. Uh, let's see here if I can find it. 37 for Angela Gopher, a box elder. 34 for Harlem's R.J. Ramon. Ethan Bell, a Chinook, had 34, as did Blake Loomis, a West, last night. Uh... Zoran Laframboy, uh, the St. Ignatius, had 33 last night uh, as well. So, Is that right? Yeah, that was, the, that was last night. And again, you've got a whole bunch of districts that started yesterday, continuing through the weekend, and uh, we are in state basketball tournament mode now, right? And uh, wrestling. You've got wrestling coming up. The girls, all class, or all, yeah, all the, all the girls wrestlers, there's 169 of them, I think. Well, I'll be, be in Lockwood this weekend, Friday and Saturday, for the first ever state girls wrestling tournament, which is awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, they got a, they got a lead for Auto Concepts Performance of the Week next week. On Monday is uh, the state wrestling tournament for the girls. Okay. What else did we want to hit on here um, in this uh, first opening Segment of the show. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of districts going on. And more starting tomorrow as well. So fun stuff. It's it's tournament time. I actually driving home Monday from the airport in Bozeman, Seven Nation Army came on. Um you know the song. But it reminded me of literally um, basketball tournament time because it's either played over the PA system or every band will play it. Well and the bands won't be at tournaments this year. But um, every every PA system usually plays Seven Nation Army like 174 times each day at a state tournament. So get ready to hear, or during a tournament, districts, divisionals, or states. So get ready to hear Seven Nation Army a ton. It's going to happen. Uh, so there you go. Hey, everybody remember uh, Jordan Yamamoto pitched for the Helena Brewers um, Pioneer League a few years ago? Well, he was with the, He got traded to the Miami Marlins organization. He's now with the New York Mets. And uh, congratulations, because he's trying to make the big leagues. Jordan Yamamoto. 
Good dude, too. It was a fun time when he was uh, in Helena. Uh, oh, I wanted, yeah, here's one more. Ready? This just came in, too. Uh, Yale Law School faculty member tweeted out, I wouldn't say I was happy that Rush Limbaugh died. It's more like euphoria. Scott Shapiro, Yale Law School faculty member, tweeting that out. Classy. Very classy. Stay classy, Libs. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk some great stuff with Katie Garson-Forba, basketball coach extraordinaire from Capitol High. She will join us next. Jason Walker Show is brought to you by Capital Collision Center and uh, the customer service at Capital Collision Center is unparalleled. Nobody can beat it. If you take your wrecked vehicle there, they will text you. Well, first off, they're going to take care of everything. Pictures, they're going to take care of insurance. You don't have to deal with anything. And then they're going to text you and call you and email you and tell you exactly where your vehicle's at in the process of being repaired and how much longer it's going to take and what to expect. And uh, it is... Awesome. Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center on Euclid in Helena. Coming right back, Katie Garson-Forba, Capital Coach, next. Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. That is a live look, thanks to EarthCam, the Kansas City downtown skyline. That is Union Station at the bottom there. 
Uh, I believe that is the hotel I stayed at last weekend with my son. Right there. Right there. That's the T-Mobile Center, formerly the Sprint Center. Kansas City's awesome. Fantastic. Jason Walker Show, back Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. Still to come, uh, we'll talk some uh, more football. And also, um, on this day in history is coming up. A couple of big birthdays today. Don't forget, no show Friday. Back tomorrow and then Monday. Sarah Chalice joins us tomorrow. And then back on Monday as well. So, good, good, uh, good to be back for sure. All right. Just can't get over that skyline of KC. Looks a little warmer than it did Monday when I left. But, all right. Okay. Where are we at? Can we turn this off? Good job. Good job. Okay. Uh, last night, big win for the uh, Capital Girls. A 14-point uh, win over a very good Hellgate team that was number one and had beaten Capital by two earlier in the season. And joining us now to talk about that, get you set for the weekend, and also talk cabbage. Yes, cabbage. And maybe some music. The head coach of the Bruin Gals, her name is Katie Garson Forbin. She joins us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, Coach, a, uh, a big win last night, um, a revenge-type win, a team that you'd been preparing for for about two weeks, and uh, <laughs> you finally got the uh, – to get, to get the play and uh, got the big, big win over a very good basketball team. Yeah. We played – I thought the girls came out and played really uh, – they were in attack mode. We The first time we played Hellgate, I thought we were on our heels a little bit. We weren't as aggressive. Um, I thought we had, no matter who was on the court, just really stepped up and played aggressive and hard. And I thought we set the tone really well last night. Um, which was cool just to see the hard work that they've been putting in to kind of avenge that loss a little bit. Um, our girls went to work for sure. Uh, it started off, um, it's a big 14-point win, and, and I was reading the article that said it really wasn't even as close as the score indicated, um, 44-30, but you hold the team in the double-A to 30 points or less, you're gonna, you should win a lot of basketball games, and you guys did. Yeah, I thought um, our defense was really just really locked in and they have, you know, what's, what's tricky about a team like Hellgate is they've got multiple players that score, you know, eight to 10 points a game. They, they share the ball really well. And so, you know, you want to limit uh, certain teams you can key on who you're going to get stuff on and who you want to limit um, with them. They have a lot of different players that can make plays. And so um, we wanted to make, you know, kind of their two who we see their two main players as far as guards and scorers, Wanted to make them a little bit challenged and, and have them have to work for it a little bit. And I thought that uh, Jamie Sheridan and Audrey Hofer did a phenomenal job on, on their two guards last night. Um, it's it's hard work defending them because they set a lot of on-ball, a lot. And those girls, they fought through on-ball after on-ball and just were, were locked in. And then I thought Rachel Stacy came in and gave us a huge lift defensively off the bench, you know, guarding some of their best kids. So, that was really cool to see, like, and it's kind of the, the, those, those are the unsung heroes of games like that where you look at the box score, and obviously we had some players make some really good offensive plays and, get you know, put the ball in the hole to win, but our defense was locked in, and, and those girls just came in ready to go. 
Danny Barch has had a, a very nice career, and obviously we've talked about it a lot, but a nice season. But lately she seems to have turned it up a notch or two. And is that because did, did somebody challenge her, or is it, hey, I'm a senior, I've got about a month left of basketball, let's let's turn this go, uh, on and get going? You know, I think it's a combination of both. I think, um, you know, it's, it's maybe somebody challenged her outside of our program that I don't know about, but, I, you know, I really think that she's just coming into it with a different mindset and a little bit of that unfinished business that she wants to take care of. Um, I also know that she's got some individual goals that she's working towards, and, you know, for her, she wants to just finish out on a really positive note. But as a coaching staff, you know, we're, we're constantly telling her, you know, make somebody guard you. Find you know, another team, make, have another team, find somebody that can guard you. And if he wants to go man, you're a really hard matchup. And if they decide to come out and, you know, put their best player on you, well, then that puts somebody else on one of our other best scorers. So I think the way that she's reading defenses and the way, I mean, she just came out and was aggressive last night. She had a backdoor to a layup and then she had an attack to a layup and then she hit a three. You know, how do you, how do you guard that effectively? You know, I think she's become a really, really big matchup challenge for teams because of her confidence. And I think the other piece of that is her team has a ton of confidence in her right now. And when she's doing well and she's doing good things, they just feed off of that. And so I think it's kind of that combination of, you know, that, that perfect storm a little bit where she's growing in confidence, her teammates are growing in confidence around her, and they just feed off of each other in a really positive way. It's almost like um, middle of February, hey, we need to be starting to play our best basketball of the season right now. And it seems like everybody's doing that. That's what I'm yeah. hearing, at least anyway, with your coach speak. You know, that's that's really it, – it's a it's a challenge, especially, I think, in COVID. You know, you want right. to be speaking at the right time. Um, I, You know, after that game last night, I told them that, you know, we've handled some of the adversity that comes with the COVID stuff really well, and we've been waiting. I mean, for two weeks now, we've been waiting to play Hellgate, or a week and a half, and, you know, like, that was scheduled, and it got canceled because of weather, and there's just all these factors that are outside of our control. I think the thing that made me the most proud of our girls last night was they came in, and they controlled the things that we could, and so much of that. I mean, that's a big ask of high school kids, Mm -hmm. and they just, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes you walk out of practices on a pregame, and you're like, I have no idea what team is going to show up, but we'll find out tomorrow. Um, there's a confidence with this group right now um, that I think I think that that makes them a scary team uh, for other teams to have to you know just prepare for. But um, you know they know that they've got a couple weeks left together, and uh, as far as these seniors go, and so they're they're very focused, but they're enjoying it and just making the most of it because you know it's, <laughs> we're getting close to the end of season, but we we know what that felt like last year, and so yeah. it's not taking anything for granted at this point. Capital coach Katie Garson Forba joining us on the uh, Jason Walker show. Um, I heard a rumor that tournaments weren't going to happen. I hope that is um, fa- um, factually incorrect. Does that make sense? I, I hope that that's factually incorrect. Yeah. Let's, um, let's have tournaments when, all the way through. Right. I'm just. When at, did you hear that? Yesterday. Uh, don't break my heart. I'm not yet. No. I'm not yet. Is it a reliable source? Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's still, we got a long way to go. But, yes, it is. We do. We do. Yes, we no, have a long I'm, I'm way optimistic. To go. You know, we have to get creative with our tournament stuff. And, you know, with it being a Wednesday, Thursday for the first round, and, um, you know, you can't really take the team out to go places. And uh, you don't necessarily want them all huddled up in a hotel room. So it's, it's we're trying to think ahead of, like, what that looks like mm-hmm. and how you manage that. Um, 
it's funny. I didn't realize our girls have never played um, in a playoff basketball game. They've always been a divisional tournament. So they're like, oh, this is really weird. What uh, what do we do with this? <laughs> <laughs> like, we just play one game and we're in. They're like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's uh... – and divisionals had just started. It's not like <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. But I forget, like they were freshmen when we went to the divisional format, right. and so even Danny, who was on varsity, like they played in the divisional tournament. So for the rest of us, we're like, okay, we just roll with it, like we have in the past. But that that's been a funny conversation for them to kind of wrap their head around a little bit. Yeah, win and you're in. It's crazy, right? right. Would you rather right. have this season, this this year alone? Would you rather have, have had like it was, like volleyball, or now it's back to a state tournament atmosphere? You know, I like the state tournament um, at a different, at a neutral site to do. Okay. Um, and I, I say that the girls, we got a little bit of feedback from them before I weighed in with our athletic director. And, you know, obviously they, they had a lot of success on the volleyball court, and they got to, you know, win a title on their home court. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the same feeling to them. It was really anticlimactic in a lot of ways. So I took that in, into consideration. Um, we know that it's not going to be a state tournament atmosphere. They're going to have limited crowds. They're going to—I I get all of that. Um, but it, it gives our kids something to play for. It's a destination at the end of it, and so teams that you know, this is what we're working to get to the state tournament or to continue to advance to Saturday. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's an important thing just for teams to be able to have that for, you know, the goal for, for, for the, that they're still working for. Um, I get the constraints of it. I understand the challenges. I think we can do it in an effective way if everybody does their job and nobody tries to push the limit. That worries me a little bit mm-hmm. because people are getting a little bit crazy these days. And so my, you know, just everybody just do what we need to do to make this a success so that we don't have it canceled on uh, March 13th. Um, so I, you know, I, I, but I do think that it's, I think it's an important thing for kids to get to experience that and it will look different, but the neutral court court is also a big thing. You know, obviously we haven't had a ton of house, uh, luck at Hellgate, that's, uh, their gym the last two years. So use your words. It's yeah. okay. But just thinking ahead, you know, thinking of that where it's like, depending on how things play out, you could end up going there. You could end up going to yeah. West. Mm-hmm. You could, there's just, so, and, and other schools are doing things a little bit different. Some are allowing concessions, some aren't. So it levels the playing field, I think, in a lot of ways. One thing you said in that that really stuck out was the girls, I mean, winning on your home floor to them wasn't as cool as winning in Bozeman volleyball title at the all-class state tournament, which is interesting to me. And it's um, you'd think you'd want to win at home, but that's uh, that stood out. That's, that's impressive for the yeah. young girls to say that. Well, and it was funny because that was when I talked to him about it. You know, it's what opportunities do we – because at the end of the day, I'm advocating for the kids. You know, mm-hmm. I have my thoughts. But if they said, no, we want to host at their home court, okay, fine. Or we want to have it at, a, you know, somebody's host, hosting it at their school, fine. We'll do that. Because it's, it's, it's about the kids. But they were all very adamant that they wanted to be at a state tournament venue, even though it will look differently. Um so, that, you know, that was what we advocated for. Now that could all change. We're still, I mean, I don't think people realize so much can change in the next three weeks. Oh, um, yeah. We saw that happen again at the drop of the hat last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, making sure that they're aware of that. And I mean, every day we get an email about something changing or a phone call that something is changing in the schedules. It's just an ongoing thing that they're having to make adjustments. But right now, this is what that's what we're working towards is to get straight balls. That's that's the goal, and that's what we're working to. So every day you're shuffling. Every day we're shuffling. Every day we're hustling that's, that's too. That's all I had. That was so bad, but that's all I had. Uh, <laughs> Katie Garson Forba joining us. Jason Walker show. Um, all right, I'm I'm going to throw this picture up. And it's a, it, you sent me a message the other day, Saturday night, and <laughs> I want you to tell everybody what the message was. I'm showing it, but for those listening. Uh, I believe it was the, uh, the treat, mm-hmm. uh, the treat picture, the treat basket that my players left on my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that they are very food motivated, um, and so I make promises and I bring them, you know, I, I, we didn't get to go to Missoula, so they didn't get crumble cookies one of the days. And they were very upset with me, even though it was totally out of my control. So that day on Thursday, I had to go and get them cookies to bring to practice. Um, so I give them a hard time for that. But uh, it was actually really cool to walk in. I had no idea that they had snuck it into my desk, into my office. And I walked around the corner and I'm like, what, what is this? And, uh, just to read that, and they, they put a couple other little little things in there for me, which is this is a really special group of kids. I tell them, you know, it, you know, they're they're great athletes, they're great players. Obviously, that's that's really fun to coach, but they're even better people. So it's they're just they're just fun to be around. You know, it's uh, they keep me on my toes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, so in full disclosure and full transparency, after our conversation last Wednesday, I texted Audrey and Paige. Um, Audrey got back to me. And uh, I was even like, hey, I'll Venmo you guys, I'll, whatever. They didn't even <laughs> ask me for money, which I guess is good because I, I don't want amateurism laws to come in. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it was awesome because I said you need to do this tomorrow for the yeah. for the bus trip. And she goes, actually, we're going to wait till Saturday. It'll be it'll be better. Oh. I'm like, that's awesome. So uh, kudos yep. to the girls for uh, for making that happen. All right. So and it much- doesn't surprise me that Audrey got back to you and not Paige because, <laughs> like, I mean, if you ask, like, Paige, I love her to death. She's a great teammate, great player, all of that. Um, but last night there was, you know, we get done with halftime talk, and she's walking out on court. She's like, so what are we running first play? And I'm like, <laughs> does anybody listen to my halftime talk? Do we, do we listen? And, and so that no. does not surprise me that she just kind of, went over her head and she was on the next thing. That is, that is awesome. Katie Garson, four of our guests. All right. You're going to be playing like 19 games in the next four days, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You got Flathead Glacier this week. Is that right? We do. We have Flathead tomorrow for senior night and then Glacier okay. on Saturday up at Glacier. Hopefully. the road, It's supposed Hopefully. to be nice. It's getting better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because rescheduling at this point is going to suck. Um, these yeah. are games you've won. These are teams you've seen. What changes the most in the next uh, couple of games that you've worked on that you're willing lot, to share? Yeah, I think a lot of it is really us setting the tone of how we want to play. Um, I think our the more aggressive we come out and the better ball movement that we have from the start. I really think our you know our defense feeds our offense in a lot of ways, just energy wise. So um, you know, two teams they run similar looks, different different play action, you know, on the different sides of the floor. But it's similar sort of preparation. Um, one will zone a ton and one will man a ton. So 
Um, we have to be ready to adjust for that. Glacier will be super aggressive. It's their senior night. They're going to be really, you know, hyped up. And so we just have to come in there and really, I think, control the emotional side of that game. And then Flathead for us, you know, they're, they're a very athletic team. Uh, they're very aggressive. They, they like to attack the rim. Um, but they're not great shooters. And so we've got to, you know, exploit that a little bit. And then for us, man, it's our emotions on senior night a little bit. And, uh, just come in ready to play. And, you know, we told the girls last night after that game, yeah, this is a great win. It doesn't mean anything if we don't finish out the job. And so um, enjoy this one, but we move on to the next one tomorrow. So, and I think they'll be ready to go. You know, there's, it's a great opportunity for us to celebrate these kids and all the work they've put into it. Um, but we definitely, there's some unfinished business that we need to, we need to see this thing out. Okay. It is, um, it is National Cabbage Day. And I'm not, that's the only thing that's really, that stood out today. Food-wise, um, yay or nay on cabbage? Eh, it depends. It's okay mixing to certain things, but, like, it's not a go-to. It's definitely not on our shopping list, you know, for a, we have to have cabbage for, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I, not I a good say, When I was in Kansas City over the weekend, we went to Guy Fieri's restaurant, um, uh-huh. and I had cheeseburger tacos with cabbage and donkey sauce. Now I have no idea what donkey sauce is. It's kind of it scares yeah. me a little bit to think about it. But, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> cheeseburger tacos are really good, but it had cabbage in it, which was um, interesting. But it was good. So if I mean, yeah. I, I guess Guy Fieri knows what he's doing. I guess. Yeah. Allegedly. Interesting. So yeah. I will end up it right. Right. I, I bet it has a good crunch to it too, like on a burger, and it's got a little different. But I I haven't cooked with it a ton, and because it's not something that has always been, I don't know, it's one of those things that um, I haven't cooked a lot with. So I'm sure there's some good ways to enter, like to have it with other food. But I don't know. Well, we established last week you don't do any cooking anyway. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I uh, no. No, God, no. Okay. Yeah, Valentine's Day. We had a great steak and lobster. I didn't let the sticker, so. <laughs> wow. Um, yes, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Um, yeah, Coach, you, you Coach, too. Thanks. Coach Rochelle, uh, Rochelle Sayer's birthday is also on Valentine's Day. Yes, yes. Yes, which is, um, I feel bad for her husband, Keith. Right, yeah. right. I don't now, know if that's, like, a good thing because you can double up the holidays or if it's a bad thing because, I mean, there's a lot of variables there. See, I need to ask him. If my wife's birthday is Friday, so I'm there. She's five days out. Mm, so, I think I don't. I mean, I don't. I think it makes it a separate. It's a totally separate deal. Is like, it though? Yeah, it is. I think it is. Oh man. Yeah. That's, if it was Christmas, I feel like that'd be different. But because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, it is Lou Diamond Phillips's birthday today. Remember, a couple weeks ago we talked about La Bamba. Right. It is his birthday. It is also, being a Duke fan, you should know this. You know whose birthday it is? Basketball player? Basketball. Uh, well, I know that it's Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, I, there, there you go. I was just going to say, go up, the, <laughs> go up the road a little bit. Carolina. And it's, I was, I was it's like, Jordan. I don't know that it's, yeah, no, it's oh, it's sure. I know. You know, I might bring that up with my team a little bit. Mm. I was disappointed, though. They, not many of them watched last game, so. That's what kept my sanity, so. I still know. haven't seen that. Really? No, I'm not a Jordan guy. Well, I think that you have to be in a sports guy, though. Like, there's a lot mm. of levels to it that is actually, like, Scottie Pippen's story, and, I mean, Rodman is just fascinating. Well, the, is, yeah, Rodman, but. The, uh, just, I think when. I don't know. I, I'm not a Pippen. I, 
I'll root for Jordan over Pippen whined too much. That's all it was, was just whining. Yeah, but there's a little bit of background of that. Like, now I get it. Okay. Now I get it. I think I think you got to watch it. The other thing is, I mean, there's this Phil Jackson who's tied to Montana. And oh, yeah, but there's, everybody I also, I, Yeah, but there's just this storyline. There's so much more depth to it that I think uh, I think that you would enjoy it from that side of it. Okay. And, so, uh, so I have to watch Last Dance, and then I also have to watch – the documentary on framing Britney Spears or whatever it's called. So. You do, you do. I did watch that one too. Yep. Are you okay? Yep. Were you Team Brit or Team Christina? Uh, I think I was Team Brit, but I also was like in like rural small town Idaho, so I don't know that it was like you know I was that aware of either. I don't know. It was like oh. George and Garth, and so um, <laughs> um, so. All but right. I do have to say that the whole that the, the Britney Spears thing is fascinating, and um, I've been now following it on social media because why not? And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, you definitely you got to watch it. What else do you have to do besides follow weird stuff on social media? I mean, exactly. Right? In between like scouting reports, film breakdown, working, coaching. I guess I should see my husband every once in a while yeah. on one weird Hey, you he knows you're you're off limits from really October to March. After March, you're his. But Yes. And I let's face it, I think that he actually really enjoys when basketball season rolls around because like the home improvement <laughs> project stops, the expectations of like, you know, I need things a certain way at home. Like he's he, I think he actually really welcomes when I'm busy coaching. <laughs> <laughs> the honeydew list goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to <laughs> hang out with him. I feel sorry for I'm him. I'm very sometimes. realistic. Like I am, I am, I am a lot as a human being. So like I, I, I get it. I'm. I won't even try to pretend. You know that. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, ma'am. Well, good luck tomorrow and Saturday. And I don't know. Do you have games Monday, Tuesday next week too? We don't. We have a game. We have cross town next Friday, and then we have Big Sky on Saturday at Big Sky. Oh, because that's that's good scheduling, Tim. <laughs> Cross <laughs> now we're just trying to make up things. Crosstown and then oh, Big Sky. Yeah, that's a makeup, I guess. That's right. Okay. Yep, yep. But right. I think I, at least we're not Big Sky boys that are having to play four games this week. I know. Well, Hayes Lodgepole played four games last week. I saw. Oh my God, that's brutal. And yeah. some dude yeah. had um, like twenty nine, and then three games in the thirties. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Well, <laughs> see, you don't want to play four games at state, so don't. No, we want to we want to just play three. There you go. Uh, there we last go. year you only played two, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but most no, some teams friend. only play two, but they go they go home right away. Um, that's right. called losers bracket. You want to win? Right. Okay, I yeah. Right. Let's let's clarify I told that too. I said, hey, at least we ended on a win. Like, that's a positive, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, not every team gets to do that every year. So exactly, exactly. Uh, anyway, good luck this weekend, and uh, we will chat next Wednesday. And uh, tell the girls um, thank you for the uh, shout-out, too. I will. I will for sure. All right. Thank you. That is uh, Katie Garson-Forba, Capital Girls basketball coach. Uh, big win last night. A couple of games this weekend, Flathead and Cal- or in uh, Glacier. So she's so much fun to chat with. And I know I say that every Wednesday, but she is. She really, really is. Tomorrow we'll talk to former Carroll women's basketball sharpshooter Sarah Chalich and also get her thoughts on what it's like to be a nurse 
in a pandemic. Sarah will join us tomorrow. Uh, appreciate uh, Coach Garson Forba joining us. That's what she said. Wednesday, it is presented by Dinners Done Right. Go to dinnersdoneright.com. And remember, they have now edible cookie dough. Serious. It's legit. You're not going to get sick. Edible cookie dough. They have six flavors as of right now. So there you go. Uh, a quick break. Coming right back. And this segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture. 1010 Dearborn Helena. On the way on this day in history, the walk-off, and uh, more coming up here. Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. What happened on this date in sports history? Find out next on the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. The Kansas City skyline as the sun starts to set. Kansas City, Missouri. I believe this EarthCam shot is coming from the National World War One Museum, which is an awesome museum. Amazing. There's there's so many great things in Kansas City. Uh, Negro Leagues Museum, the World War One muse- uh, Museum. I believe that is where the, that shot uh, right now is coming from, from Earth Camp. So, good stuff. Jason Walker Show. All of our guests appear via the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And, you know, it's not just a home or a car. It is the six months you save for your Ultra HD flat screen, the overtime you work for that extra car so your team can drive themselves to practice. 
Other insurance companies see it as a bundle or a combo, but State Farm agent Mike Miller sees your home and car as things you work really hard for. Mike understands what your things mean to you, and he's here to help you give them the protection they deserve. Talk to State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena for your home and auto insurance today. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Sarah Challenge, former Carroll College women's basketball player, currently a nurse, and... uh, Find out what it's like to be a nurse in a pandemic because it cannot be easy. And uh, appreciate uh, her being willing to join us tomorrow. Uh, No show Friday, but we will be back Monday. So there you go. All right, where are we at? Let's uh, do Oh, uh, the uh, Frontier Conference. So remember yesterday we talked about this. (sighs) This week... Uh, yesterday, Montana Tech and Montana Western each came out and said they're opting out of the spring seasons for football. And uh, there you go. It is uh, COVID-related. It is health-related. I mean, there's just so many things. But... Um, other teams are pl- uh, planning on playing in the Frontier. So the Frontier released its revised schedule uh, today. So you don't have Southern Oregon, Montana Tech, or Montana Western on the uh, schedule. So you've got a four-game conference schedule now in five weeks. You're going to play four games in five weeks. You get a bye week. Now they're calling it an open week, and it's in case they have to reschedule a game. But at this point, three teams in Montana, Carroll, Rocky, MSU Northern, College of Idaho, and then Eastern Oregon are going to pretend to play football this spring. Why? Now, I know there's a quote-unquote national championship going to take place May 10th, but does it mean it? I mean, you've got half the teams playing. Does it mean anything? Now, if, if you win the national championship this year, is it, does it count the same? If you win the Frontier Conference title this year, four games, does it mean anything? I mean, you're going to play each other once, right? Five teams, four games. Because you can't play yourself. I don't get it, but I don't get paid to make those decisions. I'm not on the board of directors. I'm not on the president's council. I'm not commissioner. Got a whole bunch of FCS games getting canceled. 95 teams are uh, pretending to play a spring season in the FCS as well, including nine or what, eight, nine Big Sky Conference teams. No cats, no Grizz. But you're seeing a whole bunch of games getting canceled already for weeks one and two. They haven't even started playing yet. Really. Been a couple of games across the country. Games getting canceled already. Is it worth it? And again, it goes back to you're getting hopes up only to have them crushed. It's it's just like MHSA last spring. It took forever for them to cancel the season in the spring when everybody in the world knew it was coming. 
But you got all those hopes up just to have, just to pull it back out. No, I'm not, I, don't, I just, I don't see why playing four games this fall with no fans in the stands is worth it for these kids. Now I was told College of Idaho had the player, they were going to have players start transferring. They were going to enter the transfer portal. Why? They couldn't wait four months for July for fall season to come around, fall camp? The real season for the fall? Just my thoughts. You can weigh in at Jay Walker Sports anytime. You can email us, Jason, at jasonwalkershow.com. All right, let's do On This Day in History. It is February the 17th. It is National Cabbage Day. It is uh, National Random Acts of Kindness Day. It is also Ash Wednesday. Is today the beginning of Lent? Is that right? Uh, in this date, 1943, New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio enlisted into the U.S. Army. 1968, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame opened up in Springfield, Massachusetts. 2014, American skating pair... Meryl Davis and Charlie White win the first Olympic gold medal for the U.S. in ice dance at uh, the Sochi Winter Games. And I was going to show this picture because it's pretty darn awesome. Later that year, in December of 2014, Meryl Davis and I hung out at oops, there we go, McCarran International Airport. Now apparently renamed something. Uh, after Harry Reid, but we had coffee. It was like 5.30 in the morning, ha- had coffee with Merrill Davis at the airport. Well, actually, we were just standing in line uh, behind her, and I was like, hey, can I get your picture? And, and I normally don't do that, but, I mean, hell, look, she's an Olympic gold medalist. Hello? I don't ask for autographs. I'll get pictures, but I don't ask for autographs. How's that? All right. Uh, what else happened on this day in history? Oh, happy birthday, Wally Pip, 1893. He sat out a game for the Yankees, first base. Lou Gehrig started, and Pip never played again, uh, again for the Yankees at first base. 1908, happy birthday, Walter Red Barber was born. Sports announcer, Brooklyn Dodgers, New York Yankees. Great announcer, Red Barber. It is Jim Brown's birthday today. The uh, arguably the best running back in the NFL history. It is Michael Jordan's birthday today. Oh, Jim Brown born on this date in 1936. Michael Jordan born on this date in 1963. And uh, every day I do this show, I have to look at... So my wife is a huge Jordan fan. So every day I have to look at seven photos. It's my fault. I bought them for her. But seven like uh, nice framed plaque stuff for her. With uh, Jordan. They're on that wall. You just get to see behind me. So there you go. It is Rene Russo's birthday. The actress, 1954, was wonderful in um, movies. <laughs> Tin Cup. She was in Tin Cup. She was in uh, Major League as well. Love interest for uh, Tom Berenger. <laughs> but it's her birthday, 1954. I can't believe, she, I mean, that's a, I didn't think she was that, 1954. Uh, it is Lou Diamond Phillips' birthday, we talked about that, 1962. Young Guns, of course, Chavez E. Chavez, he uh, was also uh, Richie Valens in La Bamba. 
Larry the Cable Guy, born on this date in 1963. Denise Richards, born on this date in 1971. It is Paris Hilton's birthday today, 1981 she was born. Uh, here's a Montana connection, 1982, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. How is it a Montana connection? Because he played young Norman in A River Runs Through It. So, there you go. Uh, Geronimo passed away on this date, 1909. Geronimo stands for one who yawns. Did you know that? He was an Apache chief. He was 79 when he died in 1909. Let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right, twice a year we talk about this young lady. One uh, Once on her birthday on November 30th and once on this date. Because it was uh, on this date in 2013, so eight years ago. I can't believe it's been eight years already. But uh, wonderful singer, wonderful young lady, uh, Minnie McCready passed away on this date in uh, 2013 at the age of 37, a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But uh, always, always loved Mindy. There we go. Get a better little photo of that. Um says, thank you for remembering my birthday. We sent that to her back in 2001 in Great Falls. Uh, sent a tape to her of uh, uh, listeners when I was at 94.5 uh, Max Country in Great Falls. And uh, listeners wishing her happy birthday. So, And then that picture right there is from 1997. Holy cow, we were both young. We're the same age. Um, that photo was taken in 1997. So we were both 21 when that picture was taken. And uh, got a chance to spend a couple hours with her on her trailer after her uh, performance. Um, it was her and then Pam Tillis and Neil McCoy. I did not see Pam Tillis in concert because I was just hanging out with Mindy. And a uh, great young lady, but she uh, committed suicide on this date in 2013, left behind a couple of uh, little boys. So anyway, uh, that is the walk-off. Face the Walker Show, as always, presented by Capital Collision Center. Thanks to Katie Garson-Forba for joining us today, Capital Girls Coach. We also had a great time talking about uh, just great stuff. Tomorrow, Sarah Challenge joins us. What's it like to be a nurse in a pandemic? She'll tell us. Also relive some of her great basketball memories from Carol. And uh, much, much more. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com if you missed anything. And we'll see you back here tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Jason Walker Show in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. As I said, presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll see you tomorrow. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.